when I was 20-something, living in rural North Carolina, serving my first congregation, my mother and my brother Matt invited me on a vacation to California, specifically to go to Hollywood, which I jumped all over that. And we toured movie studios, we saw all kinds of sights, it was a great trip. And one of the highlights for me was that we went to see some of our favorite shows being filmed live in person. And my brother Matt surprised me with tickets to go see the sitcom Friends, which was like the biggest show uh, around at that time. And we got to go see that film live and in person. And so maybe you've heard of it. I know that it's on reruns now. A lot of people are binge watching that. If you are a fan of Friends, if you want to type in the comments right now who your favorite character is, is it Ross or Rachel or whoever it is, type it in there. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, you can type that in. Pastor Kyle, I have no idea what you're talking about. But it was a situational comedy about three young men and three young women who lived in New York City and got into all kinds of adventures. Now, I do need to make a disclaimer that I do not agree with all of the morality that happens on that show because it doesn't all line up with our Christian faith. Still was a, a fan of the show and couldn't wait to go see it because secretly I had a crush on one of the actors, Courtney Cox, who played uh, Monica on the show. And so I was hoping to get a chance to, to see her in person. And we had to go stand in line. Uh, even though we had tickets, we weren't guaranteed a seat. So we got there early. We made it into the door. Then we were ushered to some random seats that just kind of fill you in as you come in through the line. And we got on the first row. And so I was super excited to be on the first row. And, and the set was, was below the seats. The seats were up high. The set was in front of us. It was down low. And when you go, you're going to be there for a long time. We were there for most of the night because they have to reshoot different scenes, that sort of thing. And we were there actually longer than normal. And so the crew ordered pizza for all of those in the audience, which was really awesome. So we chowed down on some pizza. And then after all the filming was done, the actors come out and take a bow. Then they would come and they would look up and, and speak to some of us in the audience. And I was just hoping that I might get a chance to, to meet one of the friends. And wouldn't you know it, but that Courtney Cox comes right up to me and to my brother and starts talking to us. And she said something that I will never forget. She said, did you get some pizza? I'm like, yes, I got some pizza. And yes, Courtney Cox spoke to me. She asked me if I got some pizza. She cares about me. And whoa, what a moment. What a transformational moment in my life. And so I was on cloud nine for the rest of the trip. I got back home. I was still feeling good about that. But not too long after I got back home to my home in rural North Carolina, where I'm by myself, I'm kind of lonely, that I really started thinking about those Hollywood actors and the life that they live and millions of people adore them and they're doing all these exciting things and making television shows and making millions of dollars and going here and going there. And I, I really begin to think that I'm missing out on a part of life that I'm just not living here in rural North Carolina. I really wish that I could be a Hollywood actor and live in that jet set scene. And wow, I am missing out on some big and important things in life. And maybe you've felt like that sometimes. Maybe it's not over a Hollywood actor, but we see other people and we see the exciting things they do, or we see the things that they own or, or, or what's going on in their lives. And and we have this fear that we're missing out on something. We look at our life, we look at their life, we compare them, and they're not even close. And so we have this fear that we're missing out on something. And, and that's our fear that we're discussing today. And there's an acronym for that. It's called FOMO, the fear of missing out. 
And this was coined in 2004 by a student at Harvard Business School who wrote an article in the Harvard Business School newspaper about another student who had the fear of missing out. And this student had the, the fear of missing out so much that on the weekends, he would schedule like six or seven social gatherings on Friday and Saturday so that he was sure to be able to see all of his friends that he wouldn't miss out on anything. And so he'd meet someone at 8, someone at 8.30, someone at 9, someone at 9.30, just to make sure that he covered his bases so that he wouldn't miss anything. Now, lo and behold, as he's done this, another friend comes up to him and offers him Red Sox tickets to go see the Boston Red Sox play baseball. It was a big, important game, but he couldn't go because he had all these other commitments. And so it created a new fear for him. And that's FOBO, the fear of a better offer. And so this poor guy is just going through it. And so it made a story in the newspaper and that acronym FOMO has kind of stuck. Now, when we think about the fear of missing out, I want to take a, a time out and kind of do a sidestep to say that a lot of us are missing out on things during COVID-19. We're missing out on being with our friends, our family, our church family. We're missing out on work. We're missing out on the opportunity to make money. We've missed proms. We're missing out on our traditional uh, graduations from high school and college. And that's not, the, that's not the fear of missing out that I'm talking about, right? Because that's real missing out. These are things that we're missing from our lives. And it's okay to be upset. It's okay to be angry that we're missing out on these key milestone moments in our lives during COVID-19. That, that's, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about we see what other people have or what other people are doing, and we're afraid that, that our life doesn't, doesn't stack up, and we're missing out on something that's important, the fear of missing out on what other people are doing, what they are doing in their lives, things like that. And so even though it was coined in 2004, this is not a new concept. In fact, it's been around since the first humans, right? The fear of missing out. In the Old Testament, in the Bible, the word for that is covet, right? Don't covet what someone else has. Don't be jealous over what someone else has. Don't want that so much that it, that it, that it creates anxiety in your life. So don't covet what, don't want what other people have in their lives. Uh, we've also heard it in society, you know, keeping up with the Joneses. Right, the Joneses have all this stuff. I need to keep up with them. Of course, now it's keeping up with the Kardashians or whoever else is going to be the latest trendy family to do that. Another manifestation of this is the midlife crisis. We get to a midpoint in our lives and we're afraid that, that we're, not, we're not achieving everything that we should be achieving. We're missing out on things that other people are doing or other people have. And so that is a, that is a way that FOMO presents itself. And sometimes that's you know kind of humorously by sports car by a gold chain you know, let our hair on our chest come out of our out of our polo shirt or whatever or it's more serious where we have an affair and so FOMO is a very real thing that can cause us a great deal of anxiety especially in the age of social media where we no longer have to wonder what other people are doing they show us what they're doing all day every day and and that adds anxiety because we see all the cool trips they're taking all the neat stuff that they're buying that we're missing out on. And so this Wednesday during our fireside chat at 1.09 p.m. live uh, on Wednesday, or you, you can watch that or you can watch it later throughout the week uh, on our Facebook site or our YouTube site, uh, we are, I'm going to talk about uh, social media and FOMO 
and how we might be able to navigate that better to cause less anxiety in our lives when we see what all of our friends are doing out there and we just become envious, right? So this Wednesday, 109 on this channel or YouTube, Facebook, and you can watch it afterwards, social media and FOMO. But how are we supposed to deal with FOMO? Because we all, we all have that. We all see things that other people do or have or want, whether that's a relationship, it's a, it's an object, it's it's a role, it's a you know a party, whatever it is, right? We experience from how can we combat that? Well, I think the best place to go is the Bible, and today we're going to be in the Old Testament, in the book of Ecclesiastes. It's a book of wisdom, and this was attributed to have been written by King Solomon. He was the king of Israel about 950 years before Jesus lived. His dad was King David, who was a great ruler. Solomon was a great ruler, a man of God, considered to be a very wise king. And we're going to read some of his wisdom writings that, that he has written in the book of Ecclesiastes. And so if you want to follow along here on the screen, I'll be reading from Ecclesiastes chapter 2, beginning in verse 4. Solomon says, I built houses and planted vineyards for myself. I made myself gardens and parks and planted them all kinds of fruit trees. I made myself pools from which to water the forest of growing trees. I also had great possessions of herds and flocks, more than any who had been before me in Jerusalem. I also gathered for myself silver and gold and the treasure of kings and of the provinces. I got singers, both men and women and delights of the flesh, and many concubines, which are mistresses, in addition to his 700 wives. So I became great and surpassed all who were before me in Jerusalem. Whatever my eyes desired, I did not keep from them. I kept my heart from no pleasure. So King Solomon has a fear of missing out so much so that he makes sure he doesn't miss out. He buys stuff, he does stuff, he does everything possible that he can to live the good life, to live a happy life. And so we look at what Solomon's doing and some of us are like, I could get used to that lifestyle. I could give that a shot. I don't want to miss out on anything either. And so Solomon doesn't want to miss out. So he tries to do and accomplish everything. Now, the trick is it doesn't work. It, it doesn't give him the happiness that he's seeking. Let's continue in verse 11. I considered all that my hands had done and the toil I had spent in doing it. And again, all was vanity and a chasing after the wind. Another word that can be used instead of vanity is meaninglessness, right? So all that I've done has no meaning, right? I'm looking for meaning, but everything that I, I try to find meaning in, it doesn't leave me happiness. It doesn't bring me meaning. It's, it's kind of like trying to catch the wind, trying to hug the wind, trying to capture the wind. You just can't do it. Right? Solomon had major FOMO. He was, he was worried he'd miss out on anything, so he did everything, and it still left him empty. It still left him empty because Solomon was looking for happiness in the wrong way. Now, the Old Testament was written mostly in Hebrew, mostly in Aramaic. Uh, in the New Testament, it was written in Greek. And in Greek, there are a couple of different words for happiness uh, that translate into the English word. Uh, one of them is hedonism. Some say hedonism. Uh, and basically, that means we want to maximize our pleasure and minimize our pain. I think that's what Solomon was doing. He was trying to maximize his pleasure and minimize his pain. Right? There's another Greek word. Uh, it's eudaimonia. 
And what that means is it's not a fleeting happy moment. It's more of a lifestyle. It's more of joy. It's more of flourishing. It, it's what people would call the good life or what we call life to the full. It's more than just one moment. It's, it's, we have a life of purpose, a life that's connected to something bigger than we are. And, and I don't think that's what Solomon had. He was chasing after the, the hedonism. And so ultimately what Solomon suffered for, what, what from was hedonic adaptation. Now, how's that for a phrase? Hedonic adaptation. What that means is simply this. We see something someone else has. We dream about it. We try as hard as we can to, to get that or achieve that or, or, or to have that in our lives. We get it, whether it's an object, it's a lifestyle, it's a relationship. We have that. It brings us some, some pleasure for a short amount of time, but pretty soon the happiness fades. We've forgotten about it, and we're on to the next thing that's going to try to make us happy. I think that's what was going on with Solomon. He was, he was chasing after all these things that other people had, or he wanted to make sure he didn't miss out on anything, and, and he was chasing after the wrong things. He was chasing after the things that, that just weren't going to bring him true joy, true life to the full, true good life. And so as we think about this, well, then what's the answer? What's, what's the antidote? What, how do we cure FOMO, right? The fear of missing out, chasing the wrong things. What do we do about that? Well, now we're going to shift to the New Testament, to the Apostle Paul, who was a pastor. He started a lot of churches in the first century in the Mediterranean part of the world. And he is writing a letter to a church in Thessalonica, Thessalonica, actually, where he started a church, he's writing to the Thessalonians, and he has some really helpful advice for how to combat the fear of missing out. Let's read what Paul has to say in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in every situation because this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. Paul's saying that the, attitude, the antidote to FOMO is gratitude. The attitude of gratitude is the antidote to FOMO. That's a lot, right? So what to combat FOMO? Be grateful, right? To rejoice, how, how do we have joy in our life? We pray continually, talk and listen to God, and we give thanks, right? Thank you, God, for giving me life. Thank you, God, for my family. Thank you, God, for my friends. Thank you, God, for the air that I breathe. Thank you for uh, the job that I have. Thank you for the health that I have. Thank you for the roof over my head. Thank you for the clothes on my body. Thank you for the food at my table, right? The way to combat FOMO is to be grateful for the things that we have. Now, God says, give thanks in all circumstances. He doesn't say for all circumstances. There's some tough circumstances that, that we're not going to be grateful for, but even in the midst of hard times, we can find good things to celebrate. Now, this doesn't mean that, that we're not supposed to want to improve ourselves or to strive to get better. But what it means is instead of chasing after what everyone else has, we should look at what we have and we should be grateful for what God has given us. And the way to combat the fear of missing out is to be grateful, right? to rejoice, to pray continually, and to give thanks. And, and that's the way that we combat this. Now, one thing that we probably do want to have a fear of missing out on is a relationship with God. That if we don't have a relationship with God, we're going to be like Solomon 
and we're, we're going to chase after everything in the world. And a lot of it's going to be good and we're going to experience some good things, but it's still not going to satisfy us. In fact, I want to jump ahead to the end of the book of Ecclesiastes after Solomon has written a whole book about wisdom. This is how he summarizes it in chapter 12, verse 13. So this is the end of the matter. I've been talking to you for 12 chapters. This is what it comes down to. All has been heard. Worship God and keep God's commandments. Worship God and keep God's commandments. So it all boils down to this. Solomon says, I had everything. I chased after everything. I got everything. What ultimately gave me happiness, what ultimately gave me fulfillment was a relationship with God. That's what it's about. It's, it's a, life is about relationships with God and with people, but it starts with us and God. Right? God created us in God's image. God has plans for us. Jesus died on a cross and came back to life so that we can be forgiven of our wrongdoing. Our guilt and shame can be replaced with joy and peace. We can live life to the full now and live forever in the kingdom of heaven. That's what Jesus offers. And we should fear missing out on that. Right? If we don't have that, it's time to stop and to turn to Jesus and say, Jesus, I'm tired of living without you. I'm sorry for the bad stuff that I've done. I'm, I'm sorry for going alone. God, forgive me. Come and live in me. Give me life to the full. Give me joy. Give me peace. Right? Help me to know it is well with my soul. Help me make a difference in the world. Right? Fighting against racism and injustice. Right? God, come be in me so that I can find this peace and this joy and this happiness and this fulfillment, right? I don't have to miss out on that. That's your gift right now if you choose to accept that, if you choose to invite Jesus in to be your Lord and your Savior. So what, what's the point? What, what's the big idea? What's the takeaway today? Uh, it's a little longer than usual. So I'm going to put this up on the screen for you, for you to be able to read. When we consistently look at what other people are doing in their lives, we fail to live in the moment in the life we are actually living. When we're looking at what other people are having, we miss out on living our own lives, right? And so that's what I think God's saying to us today. And I know that's that's too big for us to remember. It's a lot longer than our, our normal takeaway is. And so I'm going to follow up on that with, with something short that you can remember. Choose JOMO over FOMO. Choose JOMO over FOMO. We know what the FOMO is, the fear of missing out. JOMO is the joy of missing out. We have joy when we miss out. We, we look at what other people are doing. We look at what other people have. And we say, hey, good for you. I'm glad you're doing that. I'm glad you have that relationship. I'm glad you have that item in your life. Good for you. I'm happy for you but I'm also happy for me in the life that God has given to me. And I'm going to rejoice and I'm going to be grateful in the life that God has given to me. So choose JOMO over FOMO. Forget the fear of missing out. We have the joy of missing out. Hey, it's great what other people are doing. Good for them. But hey, there's a lot of good stuff happening in my life. And I want to celebrate what God is doing. doesn't mean that we're not going to have suffering or problems or, or bad times or issues that we have to deal with, but it means God is with us. And there are things in our lives that we can be grateful for. And so what I would challenge you to do this week, when FOMO raises its head in your life, you see somebody else doing something great, you see something that they have, and you want that, and man, I might be missing out. My life's not any good, right? Just stop, take the time out, and say a quick prayer to God about something that you're thankful for. And, and maybe then you can say, good for them, I'm glad for them. But hey, these are the things 
that I am blessed with. These are the things that are in my life and I'm gonna celebrate today. You know, when I was, again, 20-something in rural North Carolina, wishing I'd be a Hollywood actor and living the life like that, I soon came back down to the earth. And I, I remembered it and learned that Hollywood actors, as great a life as they live, they also have problems. And they also get stressed out and they're not all happy and there's good and there's bad in their lives. And, and that's just the reality of it. In my own life that I had lots to be happy about and celebrate. God called me in a relationship. God called me to be a pastor. God gave me family and friends. And, and there's so many things that I could celebrate. And of course, later in life, God gave me someone even better than Courtney Cox suited for me. And that, of course, is Laura Thompson. And so there's so much in life to give thanks for. And I know that that's true for you too. That even if you're going through a hard time right now, there are things in your life that God has done that you can celebrate. And it, it, it's easy. It's, it's tempting to, that we have the fear of missing out. The antidote for that is gratitude. To stop and say, wow, God, these are the these are the things, the laundry list of things and people and, and all that you've given me in my life, God, I am grateful. And that is a great gift that we all have. So this week, when the fear of missing out raises its ugly head, just call a timeout. Give God thanks for the wonderful things that are in your life and be glad for those. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now I would like to invite our modern worship leader, Cole Bryant, and our worship team to lead us in a song. And we're going to be singing about how our fears, including our fears of missing out, don't stand a chance when those fears come up against God. So Cole, worship team, take us away. <laughs> 